This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Coming to you live right now for the next two hours from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Raiders HQ is what we like to call it here in Henderson, Nevada. Very excited about the next couple hours here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And uh, today is the final day that the Raiders are in town. As they're uh, going to get on the buses, I actually saw the police escort as I was pulling up to the facility just a few minutes ago. I uh, saw the police escort. They're going to be in their buses, and they're going to head on to L.A. as they prepare to not only practice, have joint practices versus the Rams, they'll have a scrimmage, and then they'll have the game on Saturday at SoFi Stadium. I'll be in attendance to the game on Saturday. We'll not be able to make it to training camp and to the scrimmages, and we'll learn a lot about the team really during those scrimmages and practices, but I definitely will be on hand uh, to bring you all the sights and sounds on Saturday at, uh, at SoFi Stadium and give you my reviews as well of that brand new stadium, which is going to be something that I know Ram fans are going to be super excited to be in. Charger fans, uh, however many decide to show up, they'll be excited as well, but uh, yeah, what a, a heck of a stadium, and, and nice to have a couple brand new stadiums on the West Coast, of course, SoFi Stadium in LA, and Allegiant Stadium here in Las Vegas. Uh, got a lot to get to on today's show, have a lot of couple good guests that we're going to uh, get, get to. A Hall of Famer, as a matter of fact. Hall of Fame coach Tom Flores is going to join us at 2.30. And uh, one of my first questions when I ask, uh, when I get Coach Flores on the line, he should be calling in. When we get him on the line will be, how does it even sound to hear that Hall of Fame coach Tom Flores? And I got my guy, DeMond Cotton. He's back in the home studios making things work. And how does that sound to you, DeMond, when you hear that, when you hear Hall of Fame coach Tom Flores? Sounds great. <laughs> That's it. That's no, all you got no, for me, huh? Great. No, I, I, I didn't. <laughs> it's know. one of those days. <laughs> I didn't know how much you wanted me to expound on that. Now I will. I mean, look, it's radio. That's what we do. We expound on things. So, uh, you know, when you get the when you get those interviews and you get a guy on the line and they give you that one or two two word answer, you know, hey, how you feel about being out here at Allegiant Stadium? I'm excited. Then you're like, well, this is going to be one of them tougher interviews, but it it's fun. all good. <laughs> you know what? Because you, you said what you want to ask him. If you give me the chance, I want to ask him, how was it when he got that knock from the giant among men, David Baker? That's fine. Yeah, hey man, Great. you know you're That's as much a, ask. <laughs> you're as much a part of the show as I am, brother. So if you got a question or two that you want to ask, but Coach I'm Flores, not the historian of Raider lore the way you are. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. I mean, you don't have to be. You know, I mean, everyone knows that I'm a Raider fan, but I also cover the team professionally. I'm not going to fan out and you know do all that stuff. But uh, I mean, hey man, you don't have to be a fan of the team to be able to cover the team. And if you got a question for the coach and he's on the line, ask him. That's all good. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Hey, I'm an equal opportunity guy, man. You know what I mean? Like, believe, please believe. Now, you come and say something silly, then, you know, we may have to renegotiate and think about no, that No, but again. you also have memories of those teams. True. That's True. Th- that's another point of mine. All right, Damon. It's all good. It's all, Hey, man, you know, it's never hurt to do a little bit of research, brother. You know, I don't want to have to teach you the radio okay, game. Okay, I do my research. I don't want to teach you radio wanna, live on the air, brother. Uh, this is one of your, I, I'm assuming, childhood heroes. You know, I, 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 I'll get, I'm going to clear out for you. Okay. This is somebody that gave you some great memories that you can hold on to. 
I wasn't. He didn't give me those memories. So I'm just clearing out for you. All right, well, clear out for me. You could be the fullback, I'll be the running back. You could be Allegheny Gold, I'll be Josh Jacobs, and I'll I'll plow it into the end zone to get the six points. That's just kind of what you do when you're in the red zone. So uh, Hall of Fame coach Tom Flores will join us at 2.30. DeMond may or may not have a question to ask him. Either way, it's all good. No, no worries. I'm excited about him being on. Uh, not only will we talk about him being a Hall of Fame coach and his experience there in Canton, Ohio, uh, for the whole week and the whole time that he was there, which I know he had a hell of a time, but we're also going to talk about what he has going on, which is High School Coach of the Week. The Tom Flores High School Coach of the Week has been going on now for multiple seasons. And me being a guy that just spent the last 10 years of my life in Texas, let me tell you something, brother. High school football is everything. High school football is king. When I first arrived in Texas and someone told me that high school football is king, I said, okay, <laughs> all right, you know, great. You're going to go out there and you're going to see, you know, some high schoolers go out there and do what they do. And yeah, there's some that are really good and there's some that, you know, may take it to the next level. After I actually was around it long enough, I understood what they meant. I understood that some cities actually clear out at night. If they're on a road trip, there's some cities that whoever's the last person out of town close out, turn out the lights. I mean, it's just that simple. I, I realized how how large I was educated in the business. And sometimes, and see, that's how it is, DeMond. That's why I try to tell you I'm here to, I'm here to kind of learn you along the way because sometimes you don't know how massive something is or wh- how big a deal something is until you actually are a part of it and you experience it. And so they, they welcomed me in with open arms where I was able to experience, you know, Texas high school football. And there's a lot of guys that play on Sundays right now that – or Texas high school football players, or former Texas high school football players, and they kind of attest to it as well. Like, hey, that is where it's all at. So uh, I know how uh, how important high school football is. I know how important high school football coaches are uh, to take it to a whole nother level. And I realize spending a lot of time with coaches that they play such a bigger role than just coaches, than just trying to get dubs on Friday nights. I mean, they play they play a role in in young men and women's lives that. You know, sometimes they are their mom and dad as well. You know, they play a major role. So to have Coach Tom Flores' name on the high school coach of the week, and that's going to be a feature that we do here on Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920 every single week. We're going to announce whoever the high school football coach of the week is. We're going to do an interview with that high school football coach every single week. I mean, that's something that when it was presented to me as, hey, Q, can we do this with Raider Nation Radio 920? I mean, before they even finished, before the words even finished coming out of their mouth, I was like, yes, 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 I'm in. (laughs) I'm all in because I just, I realize how important that is. And I'm so passionate about something that I didn't think I was going to be that passionate about something that when I was growing up, high school football to me was not a big deal. My high school football team was not very good. You know, we used to go there. I say it all the time. We used to go to our high school and we'd go to the games on Friday nights to talk to girls and, and, and get in fights. I mean, that's what it basically was all about, you know, uh, try to be tough and intimidate the other team that was, you know, playing at your stadium or whatever, which we were never intimidating anyway. But still, it was just, you know, it was just one of those things like there, it was the hangout. It was the cool thing to do. It wasn't because the play on the field was outstanding, but it's something that I live by now. And any chance, chance I get an opportunity to go out to a high school football game, regardless if it's in Texas, if it's in Las Vegas, if it's in California, I mean, it doesn't matter. I'm going to go because I understand now how important it is and what it means. It means a lot to the players. It means a lot to the coaches. It means a lot to mom and dad. I mean, it just it means a lot to the community. And so that's a, that's a big deal, and that's something that the Raiders are trying to make sure that they really are a big, major part of this community. And so uh, having Coach Flores' name on that is a big deal. So we'll be talking to him about that as well. That's all coming up. Hugh, I'm glad you brought that up. 
because I'm glad you brought that up because I read an article about uh, Texas high school football a couple weeks ago, and it was just one of those, you know, you read something, it's like, oh, that's interesting. Just how insane the recruiting game out there is. Oh, yeah. When it comes to like, and how involved the high school coaches are. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, the college coaches or the, the recruiters, when they come in, you're like, you got to show that respect to the high school coaches. Oh, in Texas, yeah. how it's different than the other states. Oh, no. And it was no. just one of those reads where it's like, this is fascinating. Yeah, no, that's that's a real deal thing. You know, the the it's funny that you said that because uh, Matt Rule, who's now the coach of the Carolina Panthers, who actually is a good friend with John Gruden when he got the job at Baylor, uh, John Gruden sent him a text message saying, hey, go out there and kill it, man. You're going to do a great job. He was coming over from Temple. Now he's in the NFL. He's at, he's at the Carolina Panthers. Uh, he was coming from the East Coast, and so there was a lot of people when I, I was you know, on the radio there, they would call in and say, he's not going to succeed at Baylor. He's not going to be a very good football coach here. And everyone said, why, including myself, why? Well, he's not from Texas. He's not from here. He's not going to be able to, to talk the talk of you know, the Texas high school football coaches. They're not going to send their players, their big-time recruits, they're not going to send them to play for Matt Rule because he's not from here. And I thought that was silly. First of all, I thought that was the silliest thing I ever heard. You know, and I, one of my biggest examples was, hey, I'm not from here either, but I'm on the radio every day and nobody has a problem with that. You know what I mean? It was like it was the funniest thing because people really took it personal that Matt Rule was not from Texas. Well, one of the first things that Matt Rule did, going back to your point in that article that you were reading, one of the first things he did was he hired the guy that was in charge of the Texas High School Football Coaches Association to be on his staff. And what that did, which was genius, allowed him to walk into any high school in the state of Texas and have a pass because he had uh, the, the, the dude with him, basically the mayor. And then he, he got other high school football coaches. He got Joey McGuire that came from Cedar High, uh, Cedar, Cedar, Cedar Ridge, Cedar Park. One of those Cedars. <laughs> he went, anyway, Joey McGuire is a big-time uh, high school football coach, and uh, he put him on his college staff. And so that also allowed a guy that had all the respect in the world, especially in the state, to, to help him walk in and start talking to, to, the, uh, to the high school football coaches. And that allowed him to get these recruits to go to Baylor. And, well, the rest is history because now he's in the NFL. So, yeah, again, the, the, the role that high school football player, uh, coaches play is so much bigger than a lot of people think when it comes to just – X's and O's and Friday nights. And so uh, that's why I'm so passionate about uh, talking to Coach Flores about this, this, uh, you know, this whole event and, and, and doing the high school football coach of the, the week. And we're going to do it for at least 11 weeks. Uh, so I'm excited about that. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of good things that are going to come from that. So that's coming up. That whole conversation is coming up at 2.30. Coming up at 3 o'clock, we usually have cover three, but we just kind of made a last-second change. Uh, Eddie Borsilli, uh, Sirius XM producer. He also has a podcast called The Yards Per Attempt. Uh, he does a really good job of that. Uh, Sirius XM Radio spent a whole day with the Raiders yesterday. Uh, and, and I saw different tweets from Eddie. He was talking about Coach Gruden, talking about Derek Carr, Unique Ngakwe, uh, uh, Mike Mayock. I mean, there was plenty of Raiders that spent the afternoon with Sirius XM Radio yesterday. And so uh, Eddie was there along for the ride. So he's going to join us at 3 o'clock and just talk about what stood out to him in a major way, what stood out to him about Unique Ngakwe and his approach and what he's bringing to the table for the Raiders, uh, what stood out from Derek Carr when he was talking about guys like Brian Edwards, talking about Henry Ruggs, you know, talking about this season, 
you know, going into year eight now in the NFL for Derek Carr and year four with uh, with John Gruden. So there's a lot to, to get with uh, with Eddie. And, and we had him scheduled originally at 3.30, but uh, he just texted me and said, hey, can we move up to 3 o'clock? And, of course, on Unnecessary Roughness here on Radio Nation Radio 920, we're very accommodating. We're able to move things around. So we're going to move him to 3 o'clock. We'll push cover three. NFL news and notes of the day back to 3.30. So uh, that's kind of the rundown for today's show. We also have some giveaways that uh, we'll, we'll get to in just a little bit. I'll let you know all about that. Uh, but, man, we're wide open like some old school TV antennas, and we want to hear from you, Raider Nation, 702-365-9200. Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. has been a lot of conversation. The big news that dropped yesterday, and it's been talked about quite a bit today, of course, uh, the Raiders letting it be known, Mark Davis, the owner, letting it be known that, hey, to go to a game at Allegiant Stadium, you must be vaccinated. Vaccinated. Uh, there's a few options that you have if you're not vaccinated, things that you can do to still get into the game, or you could choose not to go to the game. I know there's a lot of passionate people out there uh, on both sides of the fence about this conversation. Uh, I had a lot of great callers I heard during JT's show. Uh, so, you know, not going to just ride that subject out all day, but just, you know, if you do have something that you want to say, if you want to chime in about that, feel free to. Of course, we always want to hear from you. Like I said, 702-365-9200 and Sam and Ash text line 69187 keyword R&R. But I also want to throw out another question to you and that has to do with the team headed to LA as they're doing that right now they're aboard the plane or the 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 bus excuse me and they're headed that way Um, what area of the team do you feel like the Raiders are going to learn the most about this week as they as they practice and they scrimmage against the Rams Uh, you know because you saw the preseason game on Saturday and I think you kind of learned a lot about I think you learned a lot about the defensive line I think you learned a lot about the secondary as far as the corners go. Uh, the safeties, I don't feel like we're tested too much. So, you know, that's not – that's not. Uh, they, I don't feel like they got they, – they really were tested. So you, you didn't really learn a whole lot about them. Jonathan Abram and uh, Trayvon Merrick, they both looked like they, they knew what they were doing and they were in the right proper positions. But I don't feel like they really were tested. Uh, corners like Keyshawn Nixon, uh, he was tested a, a few times, and he came through with glowing reviews. Damon Arnett was uh, was tested, and uh, you know he he had some pretty good coverage in my opinion. Uh, he did miss one tackle, but I thought that that was a tough play, you know. So I, I just look at that one and say, hey, you got the best of them on that play. But uh, I think that there was multiple guys as far as corners were tested, but really the safeties weren't. So what area of the team are you going to learn the most about? This week, as you kind of follow along with reports, I know Vinny Bonsignor from In the Huddle, he's out there already in L.A. Uh, following this show today, you'll hear him live from L.A., uh, so he'll be there at the practices. As I said, I won't be able to make it uh, until Saturday, but uh, there's going to be a lot coming out. You'll, of course, hear from uh, coaches and players as they have their media sessions throughout the week, and they'll be scrimmaging against a really good team. You know, the, the Rams have a lot of expectations. They have very high expectations. They make the big trade for Matt Stafford in the offseason. They send Jared Goff to Detroit. Matt Stafford is now the guy in L.A. Um, there's been – it's so funny that I feel like Matt Stafford gets the, gets the pass – and he always has the, the built-in excuse. I was in the barbershop on Saturday before I went to Legion Stadium, and they were telling me up and down. They were swearing up and down how great Matt Stafford was. And I said, okay, well, his win-loss record is not that great. And even though I'm not a win-loss record guy, I said his win-loss record is not that good. He didn't do too much so far in his career. Yeah, but he's been in Detroit. Okay. Okay, I understand that. I understand that. Detroit was not a good place to be, and it, it, was, it wasn't a great organization. I get that. But it's so funny that the energy that you use to tell me how great Matt Stafford is and the reason why he hasn't been very good is because he's in Detroit, and then you use that same energy to come at me and tell me that Derek Carr is terrible. And I'm not here to have a debate about Derek Carr, but it's so funny that the energy is not the same. I just like consistency. That's all I like. Just, I just like consistency. If you're going to use that one excuse for 
one guy, let it be valid for another guy. And I'm not an excuse-making guy. I mean, hey, you either win or you lose. Bottom line, I don't care how bad your team is. I don't care how bad the organization is. It just happens. That's just the, card that you, the cards that you're dealt, and you got to deal with them. That's how life is. You know, you can't say, well, you know what? I wasn't successful in life because, well, uh, I didn't have the proper uh, teachings around me or I didn't have the right job opportunity or I didn't, you know, I mean, my job wouldn't wouldn't create this for me. I mean, hey, man, you got to you got to you got to work with what you got. That's all you got. I mean, that's all you got. You have to work with what you got. There is no excuse. I've never seen someone in life to say, you know, I didn't make enough money because, well, that job didn't didn't take care of me the way that they should have. And so I I just I can't pay my bills. And then someone say, "Okay, that's cool. (laughs) We'll give you a pass. We'll give you a pass because life's not fair. Oh, I mean, that happens. That's life. It's a great life lesson. It's not always going to be fair. All right, Q, well, we got a caller, Raider Dave in Denver, and he's going to tell us what the biggest um, the biggest position group that needs to show up at these scrimmages is going to be. All right, 702-365-9200. Let's start things off with Raider Dave in Denver. What's on your mind this afternoon? Ah, uh, this is too easy, Q. I mean, the defensive backs for the Rams are good. Their linebackers are good. But, man, that defensive line – the only group that's going to be looked at and being tested is the Raiders' offensive line. Come on. Okay. Well, that's, hey, that's, a, that's a good way to start us off. I like that. And, and yeah, the offensive line is definitely an easy answer, and, and that's definitely some area that I'm going to be paying attention to as well. But there's other areas of the team, too. It's not just the offensive line. But, hey, that's a good way to start us. I like it. I think that they are going to be the ones that are going to be exposed the worst if they're not good enough. Believe me. Okay. Yeah. Well, when you got ninety nine across from you, there's a tendency exactly. to be exposed. Exactly. <laughs> Two words: Aaron Donald. And I don't know how much he'll play, but I bet everybody's going to get a bit of a taste of slice of him during the week. Right. Yeah. And that's that's what I really am talking about, man. During the week is when you're going to learn a lot, and that's when that Aaron Donald, that number ninety nine, is going to go at that offensive line in, in waves. And so, yeah, they're going to be tested. But you know, uh, and thank you for the call. I do appreciate that. I'll say. I mean, what about the wide receivers? What about, you know, Henry Ruggs on Jalen Ramsey or Brian Edwards, who's been making a lot of noise in training camp? What about him on Jalen Ramsey? You know, how, how big of a test is that going to be? And, and, and if he's able to, if one of these guys or both of those guys are able to make some, some kind of marks and some kind of moves on, on a guy like Jalen Ramsey, then you really feel pretty good about the position. You know, what happens when the Rams decide that they're going to make sure Darren Waller, they take Darren Waller away? Who's going to step up? You know, that's a question that that is out there. So that's why and, and thank you for starting us off that way. That's why I threw it out there, because I do think that the offensive line is probably the easy answer, but I don't think it's the only answer. So 702-365-9200. What are the areas of the team that you'll learn the most about this week during practice and scrimmage in particular going up against the Rams as the Raiders are headed right now to L.A. to get this party started coming up tomorrow. Uh, one quick roster note. Uh, I mentioned how they cut down their roster yesterday to 84, so they had one spot available. They did sign linebacker Tevin Coney. He was actually out at practice this morning. Uh, they just made it official. They just sent the email out. Uh, so he, he's officially uh, part of the roster right now. He's a guy that's spent you know, on and off with the team since about 2019. So that's just one of those that you could just kind of put in your notebook that, okay, Tevin Coney, linebacker, he's, uh, he's with the team right now it's so funny every time I see them make a roster move uh, there's always someone on Twitter that says that does not say KJ Wright has been signed (laughs) that does not say KJ Wright like that's all that Raider Nation wants to see is that KJ Wright has been signed Uh, you know I don't know if that's going to happen it it was it sounded really good when he went to visit the team like man this could be the dude but you know after one preseason game 
guess they didn't feel like that they needed to put the full-court pressure on and go get him. Now you'll see what happens after this week in the second preseason game. We'll see, maybe they try to re-address you know, address that, or maybe, that's, maybe he just doesn't want to sign with the team as well. Uh, there's guys that are feeling pretty good about themselves and the way that they're playing, like uh, 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 Corey Littleton right now, and uh, of course Tanner Muse, who met with the media earlier today. He was pretty cool. We might play a little bit of his media session a little bit later on in the show. Uh, it was pretty cool. T- Tanner Muse has never been to L.A., and as a West Coast guy, I, I totally take that for granted. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's just L.A. Just go to L.A. He said today, I asked him straight up. I said, hey, how do you feel about headed to L.A. and get, get to you know scrimmage against someone who's not yourselves and, and go up against the Rams? Oh, it's great. I've never been to L.A. So, you know, he's a, he's a Carolina guy through and through. And when you hear him, <laughs> you, when you hear him, it's funny. When he started talking to the media today, people kind of looked around like, oh, yeah, this dude kind of – he looks like he may be a Southern California dude, but he is a Carolina dude through – and through as so, a guy from the south he's not missing out on much well i mean you know that's 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 your opinion and that's fine i think la is cool i'm not a la dude but i think la is cool you know i'm excited to go to la this week i mean demond you you everything is all so so doom and gloom with you you all right today man oh no i'm great i'm great but you know i will not miss a second to talk about my disdain for la why? What, what did L.A. do to you? I, I, I probably shouldn't ask this question, but what did L.A. Oh, do yes, to you? Oh, yes, there's a story. There is a story. We we'll go out for a concert one night, and it was great. You know, make the trip all the way from out here in Vegas to L.A., going to stay the night and just drive back. Guess what happened at the Airbnb I got? What? Bed bugs. Oh, well, And bad food. Come on, man. Well, that was, I mean, that was just a bad decision on where you stayed. And believe me, as a guy who's made plenty of bad decisions on places to stay— <laughs> I know that sometimes that's just that's just a bad decision on the on the on the purchasers uh, end, and I, like I said, I've been that guy, so I'm not making fun of you. So now I totally LA, know. now LA is just tainted in my mind, just like you know, hey, what's so good about LA? Been to a beach out in Malibu, I'm just like you know what, all of California, well, not all of California, but just like the parts you see in the movies, like that those parts of Southern California, bit overrated. All right, so I'm just gonna keep record here, and then we're gonna take a break. Demond took shots at Kansas. DeMond is now taking shots at L.A. and almost all of California, but he refuses to take shots at Kansas City. Interesting. Just for anyone keeping track, DeMond is definitely taking shots at Kansas, L.A., almost all of Cali, but he won't take a shot at Kansas City. I don't know what it is about Kansas City that's got you scared, but I guess it does. 2.22 is the time. (laughs) DeMond, he's got his own issues, but it's all good. But we want to hear from you. What area of the team are you going to learn the most about this week as they practice and scrimmage against the Rams? Let us know about a 702-365-9200. And the Salmon Ash text line, do not forget to hit us up that way. 69187, keyword R&R. Let me know. Coming up at 2.30, we'll be talking to the Hall of Famer, Coach Tom Flores, and we're doing it here live at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, Raiders HQ. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. I'm excited. I've, uh, I've seen it on TV and things like that. I know it's going to be good on good. That's what I like to do. And um, I'm excited. It's going to be, you know, I mean, you got two days with them, so that's going to be it's going to be good. And then we play a preseason game against them. So they're going to know kind of your tricks uh, after the first day. Then you got to really figure it out, like how you're going to, uh, manipulate your tricks and, and beat the man across from you. Good one-on-ones. 
There's uh, linebacker Tanner Muse, and thank you, Demond, for that. Uh, my bad. <laughs> but uh, that was him uh, in the, the media session earlier today just talking about uh, L.A. and going up against the, the Rams and what he's expecting, expecting from this week. And so that's going to be fun, man. I can't wait to start hearing the reports and seeing the reports coming out of uh, the you know, camp just to see uh, what's going on with that scrimmage. Uh, I threw out the question uh, earlier about what area of the team will you learn the most about this week as they practice and scrimmage against the Rams. And we got a text uh, at the Salmon Ash text line from my guy, uh, Mailman Raider, and he said, Q, question for you. I've been seeing a lot of fans saying if we don't make the playoffs this season, we need to tear it down. Time for another rebuild. New coach, blah, blah, blah. But what happens if we go 11 or 6 or even 12 and 5 with a 17-game schedule and miss the, uh, the playoffs? And then to answer my question, he said, also, whatever wide receiver is being guarded by Ramsey is who we're going to learn about, in my opinion. And so uh, let me address the second part first. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mentioned that too. That whoever uh, Jalen Ramsey's on, or, or all the quarter, or all the uh, wide receivers that that are guarded by Ramsey, you're going to learn a lot about. You know, um, both guys have put on some weight. Especially Henry Ruggs put on 13 pounds of muscle. How much is that going to help him? Especially with press man coverage, which Ramsey likes to do. I mean, there's going to be a lot that you're going to learn about this wide receiving core uh, from this scrimmage that they have with the Rams. So that's something to look forward to. As far as your first part of the question about tearing it back down, no, the Raiders. That's the last thing that they need to do is fire people and tear things down. They just need to continue to build. Uh, 11 and six and 12 and five is very possible without making the playoffs. Miami won 10 games last season and missed the playoffs. No, no one's saying fire Coach Flores. <laughs> hey, you know, Brian Flores only won 10 games and missed the playoffs. Got to go fire him. No, I mean, hey, if you go 12-5 and five and you don't make the playoffs, then you just go, don't make the playoffs on a 12-5 season. That's a damn good season. You lost only five games. That's a really good season. So, And that would be a four-game uh, you know, improvement from a season ago, even though it's a 17-game season. That's still a big-time improvement from a year ago. So, yeah, no, that would be silly. That'd be that'd almost be as bad as what uh what the Chargers did back in the day when they was it the Chargers yeah it was the Chargers uh, when they got rid of their head coach after going after having the heck of a season that they had I mean they just and and I hate to even bring up the Chargers because that that was one of the biggest mistakes I think the Chargers ever made in the history of their team was uh, getting rid of their coach after a huge season what they lose like three games something like that and and they 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 fired him that was silly. Any minute now, we should have uh, Coach Tom Flores calling in uh, to talk about Hall of Fame weekend. Also talk about, uh, you know, just the, the high school uh, football coach of the week, something I'm very excited, very passionate about. They've got a lot of events around high school football that the Raiders are being uh, a part of and involved with, and I think that's important. And I'm telling you right now, you're going to see me out on Friday nights. You'll see me out at a high school football game. Uh, mark my words, you'll see me out there. Wherever the Raiders go, uh, they'll go highlight different uh, programs. Uh, I'll definitely be out there. You see Raider Nation Radio 920. We'll be out there uh, because that is very important. And, uh, you know, starting starting to have that, that tie-in with the community is, is huge, not only for the Raiders but also the radio station. So we're going to make sure that we do that. So, DeMond, let me know when we have Coach. I don't want to uh, leave him on, on hold too long because, uh, yeah, Coach deserves to be put on immediately. And uh, that's exactly what we're going to do. And then remember, coming up at 3 o'clock, Eddie Brasili uh, from Sirius XM Radio spent a lot of time with the Raiders yesterday. He's going to join us to talk about just uh, his takeaways, what he – what his, uh, you know, his biggest things were when he was talking to Unique Ngakwe, John Gruden, Mike Mayock, Derek Carr. You know, that was, that was a big deal, man. They had a lineup, a laundry list of Raiders that they, that they talked to and uh, had spent plenty of time with yesterday. So he'll really be able to, to kind of break it down and give his takeaways from what he heard, especially from a guy like Unique Ngakwe. Uh, he's a guy that has been rolled out in front of the media a few times, but not a whole lot. And I just I feel like every day at, at practice we always watch him and, man, he's putting in so much work, and he's kind of setting the tone. And that's what leaders do, man. They set the tone. 
So I've really been able to enjoy uh, seeing Unique Ngakwe out there. Just haven't heard from him a whole lot, but uh, from what we've heard, uh, the leadership is there. It's, it's definitely there. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's coming up at 3 o'clock. Uh, as mentioned, Coach Tom Flores should be joining us any second now. I was looking over a couple of these emails about different things that the Raiders have going on. High school football spotlight. How about this? The Raiders will be highlighting and celebrating local high school football teams at games throughout the high school season. Working with Intermountain Healthcare Raiders will bring out representatives from the organizations such as Raiders alumni and Raiderettes to help show their support along with handing out giveaway items and signing autographs. That's going to go on through the season. Isn't that cool? That's going to be going on throughout the course of the season. And uh, I just think that that's a great way to uh, embrace themselves into the community. And there's, in my opinion, really no better way to get in touch with the community than through high school football. It's just it's one of those things that reaches so Many people. All right. Thank you, Demond. Appreciate that. Uh, still waiting for Coach to give us a call, but uh, he he will get us. He will call us any second now, and like I said, we'll immediately get him on. Uh, a couple other notes that I had today from practice, uh, and we got some sound bites that we're going to get to later on in the show. Coach Gruden. Uh, it was actually his birthday today, uh, and I can't remember exactly how old he turned, but it was his birthday, and started uh, the the stretching session indoors. And uh, when they went to playing some music, they started off with some Beatles kind of in, in, uh, in honor of his birthday. And then after practice was over and we were all walking back to the media room, uh, it was funny. They, they all gathered around Coach in the middle of the, the field and uh, they put some hip-hop on. And I couldn't tell you, and this is probably me just saying that I'm old, but uh, I couldn't tell you what dance they were trying to get Coach Gruden to do. I could just tell you that he did not do it the best. <laughs> but he was out there trying. He was out there trying, and the team had a, a, a lot of fun with it. And, uh, yeah, Coach was in the middle, and everyone was just kind of pumping him up. So I had to shout-out to Coach Gruden. It was his birthday. Uh, shout-out to Devon Diablo as well. It was his birthday as well, and uh, he was out there practicing. That's something that was a big deal because he hadn't been out there practicing for a while. And uh, Coach Gruden mentioned in the media session following that they were really concerned that his injury was – really major a really serious injury and it ultimately ended up not being as bad as they thought and he did a lot of work you got to give him a lot of credit for putting in a lot of work at the facility when others weren't around he was there rehabbing and rehabbing and rehabbing trying to get himself onto the field so don't think that you'll see from uh, Devon Diablo this week against the Rams but as Coach Gruden said there's a good chance that you'll probably see him next week against the 49ers and remember there's only three preseason games this year so after after preseason game number three, that's when the cuts come. That's when you really have to start to look at the roster and say, okay, now who's who, what's what, and how is this team built? Because going from 90 to 53, especially with this team, I believe, and this is not me drinking the Kool-Aid or whatever, or falling for a banana in the tailpipe like we like to say, I believe this team has a lot of talent. I think this team has a lot of talent, and so it's going to be it's they're going to be some tough decisions made when it comes down to cut time. But now, without further ado, let's go out to the phone line, the Raider Nation hotline, and welcome in Hall of Fame coach Tom Flores. And coach, thank you so so much for your time this afternoon. How does that sound to you, Hall of Fame coach Tom Flores? Sounds pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. And, and coach, I was there in Canton, Ohio, and I, I saw most of the events that you were a part of, and uh, Raider Nation was a part of. What was your biggest takeaways from just being there and embraced by Raider Nation? The feeling, uh, the feeling that uh, you get when you're part, when you become part of the family, uh, it's just awesome. I mean, all of a sudden, it's a almost a surreal feeling. Uh, uh, everybody is. Uh, so respectful of each other. Uh, it's just, it's, it's a neat feeling. It was a great feeling to have so many Raider fans there and all my kids and, and grandkids and 
hard to describe. Yeah, I, I can imagine. We're talking right now with Hall of Fame coach Tom Flores here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And you mentioned Sanger and Fresno. And as a guy who still has a 559 phone number like I do, uh, what does Sanger and what does Fresno and what is that area that you grew up in and went to school and college in, what does that mean to you? Well, it's, uh, it was a special area, a special time, uh, and it has a special place in my heart because that's where um, that's where everything started. That's where my parents started uh, their their lives together, and my brother and I, and uh, a lot of my relatives, and uh, a lot of friendships that have remained friends for uh, you know for a long, long time. And it's just it's just a great thing to have when you have. Uh, well, you belong to so many different families. That family there, you know, the College of Pacific family in Stockton, and uh, you know, I'm a little town guy. So I, you know, when I went to Oakland, it was perfect for me because that was a little town then. Right. Talking right now with Coach Tom Flores here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And, and Coach, you know, it, it's funny. I, I've said before, and I made the mistake in a, of asking LaDainian Tomlinson, like, what he thought or did he ever think he'd be in the Hall of Fame? And he, he told me that no one ever talks about uh, being in the Hall of Fame one day. But did you ever believe that a young man from Sanger, California, would end up having the, 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 the career and the life that you've had with football on the field and off the field? Probably not, no, because I never even know knew anything like that existed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're you're growing up in the valley, and and there's a, you know, there's there's we had no TV. We didn't have TV until I was a senior in high school, and and certainly didn't have ESPN or knew anything about the Hall of Fame or very little bit about pro football. Just and just the only thing we knew about college college football was that was that. Uh, that it was uh, that it was on TV on, on weekends, <laughs> and we see Army Navy and uh, played on, on the newsreel. That was about it. So we learned everything later in life as I got into college, and and um, and then it became a reality. Right, absolutely. Uh, great stuff right here. Talking right now with Coach Tom Flores, Hall of Fame Coach Tom Flores here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. And, Coach, uh, something I've been talking about so far throughout the course of the show I'm so excited about and you're a part of, and uh, really a, a big passion of mine is high school football. You're a part of that. You're you're part of the Tom Flores uh, High School Football Coach of the Week. And I just came from Texas. I spent the last 10 years of my life in Texas, so I know how much high school football means to Texas. But I, I know that coaching at the high school level is more than just X's and O's. It's more than just winning on Friday night. It's a it's a lifestyle. It's also sometimes mom and dad. The coaches are, are playing the role of mom and dad. How how important was it for you to be involved in this great event? Well, it's 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 nice to be part of uh, somebody's life when they're growing up, when they're setting their values, their standards, and that's basically what it happens. It happens when you're in junior high and in high school, and even on into college when you're. When you have a mentor that you respect and uh, and can uh, can can use uh, in your growth and, and how you how you want to structure your life, uh, I know there were certain guys. I mentioned them in my speech uh, in in Canton uh, that were very important to me. My college coach, Moose Myers, and, and high school coaches, Dean Nicholson and. And Clara Slaughter, uh, Nicholson being basketball, Slaughter being football, and they were very important to me, and uh, I remember them to this day. And, and uh, 
I can't really say exactly what they instilled in me, but somewhere along the way, a lot of it stuck. And, and Coach, how, how much of, of life lessons do you learn by playing high school football? And you mentioned basketball. Just playing sports in, in general uh, in high school as a youngster, how much do you learn about life lessons? Well, you learn a lot. Of, well, first of all, you learn about relationships, uh, you know, teamwork, uh, loyalty, uh, camaraderie, uh, respect, respect your your teammates as as well as your 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 uh, opponents. Uh, you know, just you you're actually growing up, and then you go away to college to grow up. Uh, uh, when I went away to college, I was the first time I'd ever been away. I left when I was uh, 18 years old. First time I ever been away from home to stay, and um, I loved it. I loved school, and I loved everything that went with it: the, the classroom, to the uh, football field, basketball court, baseball diamond, even to the uh, you know auditorium where where you could play an instrument or or um, or see a show, and and uh, it was just special because and those memories are forever right. uh, so, but see I, I like I said I'm a small town guy and I went to small schools College of Pacific right. at 1700 students when I got there and uh, we knew everybody almost by first name so it was pretty special and uh, great for me it was a great place to grow up talking right now with Hall of Fame coach Tom Flores here on Raider Nation Radio 920 talking about the uh, coach Tom Flores high school coach of the week we're going to be highlighting here every single week on Raider Nation Radio 920 uh, interviewing the coach as well and, and again I just think that it's so important to to get those community bonds and, and this is a great way to get in touch with the community uh, coach as a guy who came from a small city there in Sanger and I've been to Sanger plenty of times how important is it to be in touch with the community, and how much does the community love high school football? Well, it's, it's great to be in touch with it because if you're in touch with the community, that means that you, the community was was part of your was uh, part of your family, and they took that responsibility, and uh, the people that lived there took that responsibility, and uh, that's what Sanger did. Sanger, we we had very few. Uh, in the school, we only had seven, a little over 700 when I was in high school. And uh, a lot of those came from the farms. They came in on buses every day. So, uh, you know, it was, uh, it made it a longer day, but it was also a, a learning day and a, a experience day, uh, not only learning by the, by the book, but learning by the, uh, the experiences that you share and and, uh, and you know what you learn on the way up, uh, and that was, you know I think that was important. You know, I, I look back at some of the times in school uh, when when uh, you know you had to make a decision and uh, and uh, was it going to be the right one or the wrong one? And you don't, you know you don't know sometimes, and but you did it anyway. But you and you had trust in those that you made the decision with. Um, and a lot of that grew, a lot of that happens when you're at that formidable age. 
Yeah, no, it really does. You know, a lot, like I mentioned before, high school coaches, they really play a, a major role in our, our kids' lives. And, and really, I'm thankful, you know, as my son is a basketball player, he's about to go to Western Oregon. He's from Fresno. He just graduated from Roosevelt High. So he's, he's getting the opportunity to go play. But just that bond that coaches have with their players, I just think that's so special. And like you said, it helps sometimes uh, to hear it from someone that's not your parent, you know, to hear it from someone who you really respect as a coach. And then, you know, when it's time to make that tough decision, you think hey what would coach do you know and so uh how how important was it for you coach to be a coach you know to to take from playing ball to coaching ball well i never planned on playing uh, to be a coach i had gone to school and majored in education so i kind of thought that i might go into uh, teaching Mm -hmm. and the ironic that you mentioned roosevelt high school when i when i when i uh was uh, at, at college and i graduated working on my master's degree I was offered a job at Roosevelt High School in Fresno, <laughs> nice. and uh, I was going to make get my master's and uh, that summer, and go on uh, to and then uh, teach it, uh, coach, teach and coach at Roosevelt High School, and then move up to the junior college level at Fresno City College, where I had also played ball. Those were kind of my plans, not knowing if that was going to be my lifelong um, uh, profession. And all of a sudden, this uh, thing called American Football League started up, and I said, well, I'll take one last chance. This will be my third shot. Why not? Uh, 60, 61 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I think it worked out. <laughs> I was about to say, Coach, I think it worked out just fine. I think you made some good decisions right there. We're talking with Coach Tom Flores, the Hall of Famer here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. And, Coach, I just got a couple more questions for you. I do appreciate your time this afternoon. Going back to Canton and all the events that were going on, I was at that big party that they had on Saturday night for you. Uh, you were there eating with your family, but then there were so many from Raider Nation that was there just honoring you. And I wanted to commend you and, and really give you props because you signed autographs or took pictures with every single person that was there in the building. And I know that that must have been exhausting because there was a lot of people, but I really wanted to show you that respect for taking the time to do that for Raider Nation. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you for your comments. Uh, I I didn't expect that many people to show. (laughs) I just needed a restaurant to get away at least one time for my family and and friends, which is going to be maybe about 30 people. And then all of a sudden, with the, the I guess the the the, the, store, the it got it up in the wind someplace and it took it all over. And here comes the nation. I'll tell you, when the nation decides they're going someplace, they they should, they make their presence felt. And uh, I, I think that uh, the uh, the owners of that restaurant said, "Please come back." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was a heck of an event. And I remember I was going to try to talk to you and, and and try to get a little quick interview with you but I said you know what coach is already putting in so much work we'll just we'll just talk to him at another time and I wanted to point out this my, my buddy uh, he goes by peg leg raider he was there as well and he has oh, a prosthetic yeah. leg he uh he, yeah, he I ser- signed his leg yeah he served our country and you, you signed <laughs> his mean, leg that, that is an all-time first I'm sitting there at the dinner table and just feeding the finished uh, you know to sign well, just sign autographs and pictures and and uh, nibbling on some uh, finger food and this guy said, would you sign my leg? I said, what? <laughs> and all of a sudden he reaches out, takes his leg off, and puts it up on the table. I thought, I, thought, I said, this is, a, this is an all-time first. 
Yeah, it was. It was cool. And I'll tell you, Coach, you made his day, and, and he was a guy that served our country and, uh, yeah. you know, did, did what he had to do for us to have our freedoms. And so I know he really, really appreciated that. And I appreciated that, too, because that's my buddy. He's from San Antonio, Texas. And I just I thought that that was great. And, and he's, he's, he's holding on to that real tight. He's actually going to go get another leg. He's not letting that leg go anywhere. <laughs> And before I, before I let you go, Coach, my guy, Damon, who's back in the studio, he wanted to ask you a quick question. All right. All right, Coach. Um, I watched the video of David Baker when he came to give you the announcement of you getting into the hall. Can you just take me through those emotions? Because a man like David Baker, he's hard to miss because he's just so huge. So what was your thoughts when you finally see, saw him coming to give you that announcement? Well, it was, I was at home in my, in my house here in the Palm Springs area in Wells, California, and it was a Sunday, it was a Sunday before the actual, the Saturday, it was a Sunday before the actual announcement. And, um, you know, I thought, well, I, I got a, I'm pretty sure I got a good chance this time, but I hadn't counted on anything because I had gone through this two years previous, sat in a hotel and no, I didn't get to knock on the door. And all of a sudden my wife comes, uh, says there's somebody at the door for you. And she had, and she was quiet and, looked a little funny I said well, who is it she said it was for you so as soon as I, I rounded the corner in my house it looked I could see the doorway and I saw this huge, this huge uh, person that filled up the entire doorway <laughs> and I said David Baker I said I made it I finally finally made it and then I got teared up and it was next to him Mark Davis and he was teared up. My wife was teared up. We everyone was crying. And the Raider uh, uh, video staff and people that I know, uh, and it was just uh, it was a special moment, very special. That's awesome, Coach. Well, we congratulate you again. We've been all rooting for you for many years, as, as you very well know. I think Mark Davis has done a heck of a job continuing to campaign for you as well. Uh, I know the next campaign is Cliff Branch, and you mentioned him on uh, uh, at, at the Roundtable event, the, the Roundtable event in Canton, Ohio. You mentioned Cliff Branch yeah. needs to be in as well. and So that's the next guy we're, we're pounding the table for. But, uh, Coach, thank you so much for giving us as much time as you did this afternoon. Uh, thank you so much for being involved in the high school football coaches around the area and putting your name and being involved with them because I think it's a it's a huge thing that, that needs to happen and they need to be honored as well. So we definitely appreciate you and we look forward to honoring these coaches each and every week in your name. Well, coaches are special because they are mentors. Uh, they are uh, parents. They are disciplinarians. Uh, and they are the kind of guy that once in a while just needs to, to give a player a hug. Right. Yeah, because sometimes that's what they need, a hug. Right. Absolutely. Coach, thank you so much. Great words of advice right there. We appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. You got it. There he goes. It's greatness right there. Hall of Fame coach Tom Flores. Doesn't get much better than that. Doesn't get much better than that. DeMond, great question. Appreciate you chiming in there. Uh, and hopefully everyone appreciated that 20 minutes right there with Coach Tom Flores. Uh, thank you to the Raiders for setting that up. Got a shout-out to my guy Mike who made that all possible. Uh, does a great job making sure the Raiders are uh, recognized in the community and, and continue to uh, serve this great community that we have here in the Las Vegas area. And so, uh, yeah, definitely big shout-outs and, and big shout-out to Coach Tom Flores. Some good stories right there. And it's going to be cool when I go get to the house tonight and tell my son that, hey, you know, Coach Tom Flores almost – Almost became a teacher and a and a coach at your at your high school, Roosevelt High. Imagine that. I think Coach Flores did all right. I think he did all right not to take that job at Roosevelt. No disrespect to the Rough Riders, but yeah, I think it 
worked out a little bit better in his favor. 2.50 is the time. We're live right now at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Uh, we're coming up at eh, you know a couple more minutes left in this hour. What we'll do is we'll take a quick break. Damon, let's just take a quick break, and then we'll come back, and uh, we'll be talking to Eddie Borsilli uh, from SiriusXM. We'll be talking all things Raiders with him. Uh, we'll do that next. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Give me your best. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Hall of Famer Marcus Allen, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Raider Raider Nation, this is Marcus Allen, and you're listening to Radio Station 920. Say Raider Nation Radio 920. Raider Nation Radio Station 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Coming up in just a few minutes, we'll be talking to Eddie Brasili from Sirius XM Radio, talking all things Raiders as they were up close and personal with the team yesterday. So just his biggest takeaways. That's coming up at the top of the hour. But uh, right now, let's hustle out to the Raider Nation listener line at 702-365-9200. Let's talk to Joseph. You're on Unnecessary Roughness. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, how you doing, But I just want to talk about, well, first let me just say I appreciate that we kind of are not talking about the elephant in the room with all the other so let's talk about some football because that's gotcha. kind of what we're into. Um, that the NASA call was just was kind of weak, <laughs> um, but like Ragus was really good and Doss was showing some juice and Zay Jones played a great game. I think that the defensive scheme seems like it's more simplified, so it seems like those guys are going to shine. Um, and the offensive line looked really good. I think Leatherwood. You know, he's actually he's learning still, but he looks like solid. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I'm really pretty stoked about like what I saw. I mean, please yeah. uh, give me your comment on that. Absolutely, thank you, thank you for the call, Joseph. I appreciate you, and I'll tell you, man. Uh, I think that Leatherwood looked looked good. I think that there's areas that he's still going to work on, and he said that uh, himself after the game. He uh, you know had some some plays that he didn't like, but he's continuing to work. That's just who he is. He's just one of those guys that he's not going to talk about it. He's not going to, you know, brag about it. He's not going to, you know, he's not going to flex on it. He's never going to get a taunting penalty. Let's put it like that. He's not that guy. But he's just one of those dudes, man, that just puts his nose down and goes to work. I can appreciate that, especially from offensive linemen. That's kind of what you want. You want that guy to just to go out there and, and handle his business. I was watching him today at practice, and just to see him in drills – and the drills, the way he was going, you know, just going at it, just really working. And then when he wasn't in the drill and he was actually just observing, that was, uh, you know, that was good too because I could see that he was picking up just by watching. Some people don't learn from watching. Some people just have to do. I'm a, I'm a doer. I have to do or else I'm not going to I'm not gonna learn it. I just Something in my, my head just doesn't allow me just to sit there and watch you and figure it out. I just got to go do it. Other people, they can observe and, and pick it up. But – uh, he he's, he seems like that guy who's just on the grind, and he wants to prove why the Raiders took him at number seventeen, and that he was the right guy. And I, I I was you know very critical of that pick, and I have no problem being wrong. I have no problem being wrong coming out and saying, hey, my bad. You know, uh, they got Trayvon Merrick in the second round. I think that was great. That was the two guys that they wanted to get. They just got him in the reverse order of what I thought and what many other people thought. So fine, no doubt. Trey Regis, and I'll talk about him real quick, and then we'll take a quick break. Uh, he he looked he looked apart, and what I think has put him in a good position for this team is that he's also really good at blitz pickup. You know, that's something that John Gruden said again today during uh, during the media session is that he was three for three on on blitz pickup. So if you think that that doesn't matter, it does. That's something that's helped Jalen Richard keep his job for a long time. Is that he's been a really good blocker on third down, 
Well, if there's going to be anyone who's going to unseat him, they're going to have to do that as well. Uh, he mentioned B.J. Emmons. He said he's got a ways to go. But uh, Regis, he, he sounds like he's got a foot up uh, as far as the blocking part of it. Of course, we all know he can run. He'll hit a lot of doubles, as we learned yesterday. But he, he, he also is a good blocker. So thank you so much for that call. Appreciate you. 2.57 is the time. When we come back, we'll be talking to Eddie Brasili from Sirius XM Radio. What did he learn from Sirius XM's visit with the Raiders yesterday? Well, we'll find out next. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920.